From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, it's our week in review. That and other news coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, September 9th, 2022. A tweet from Ryan Selkis last night got me really thinking. Here's what he said. Kill POW, proof of work. Kill DeFi. Use USD reserve stablecoins. Use those stablecoins to wag the dog and create good proof of stake layer ones. Kill sensor resistant proof of stake layer ones. Game over. That's a good tweet. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. Let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. The time is 9.41 a.m. Eastern Daily Savings Time. We had a bit of a surge yesterday. Actually, quite a bit of a surge. Bitcoin is sitting at $21,021, up almost 10% in 24 hours. Ethereum's up 6.3% in 24 at $1,720. Tether's number three. USDC is number four. And Binance is number five at 290, up 4.6%. Running off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Polkadot. Polkadot's up 9.5%. The home market space is up 6.8% in 24, popping over $1 trillion at $1.04 trillion. Our BTC dominance has went up to 38.8%, and our F dominance is up to 203 Now let's move into a review of this week's news. On Monday, the parent company of Latin American exchange Mercado Bitcoin, 2TM, they announced a second round of layoffs, and they're cutting back because of crypto winter. The company let go 15% of its employees due to adversity in the economy. And they said that we regret the loss of our colleagues. This is their second round of layoffs. Their first round of layoffs was in June, where they let go 12% of their 750 employees, or about 90 workers. Also on Monday, we heard from the developers of Input, Output, and the Cardano Foundation, and they announced Cardano's Vasil hard fork will occur on September 22nd, just one week after the Ethereum merge. Input, Output tweeted that Vasil is the most significant Cardano update to date, bringing increased network capacity and lower transaction costs. And I'm still working on getting either Charles Hoskinson or Dev from Cardano to come on the show and talk about Cardano compared to Solana and Ethereum 2.0. Moving into Tuesday. On Tuesday, we heard about one of crypto's largest mining companies, Hive Blockchain, announcing that they hit record crypto mining production figures throughout August. Hive claims to be generating around $350,000 in crypto every day. And Hive says that it produced a grand total of 3,010F in August, worth nearly $5 million. Also on Tuesday, we heard that Binance would begin auto-converting existing and new deposits of USDC, USDP, and TUSD stablecoins into its native BUSD, 
effectively delisting the three rival stablecoins. The company says the move will enhance liquidity and capital efficiency for users. USDC is the second largest stablecoin by market cap at $51 billion, according to CoinMarketCap. Binance's BUSD is a distant third, with about $20 billion in market cap. Binance wanted to assure users that this would not affect their choice of withdrawal. Users can still continue to be able to withdraw funds in USDC, USDP, and TUSD at a rate of 1 to 1 ratio for their BUSD, and they can transfer that to their external accounts. This change is set to take effect on September 29th. And finally on Tuesday, the UK got a new prime minister, Liz Truss, who historically has been pro-Bitcoin, pro-cryptocurrency, pro-technology. She tweeted back in 2018, We should welcome hashtag cryptocurrencies in a way that doesn't constrain their potential. Liberate free enterprise areas by removing regulations that restrict prosperity. Hashtag policy exchange. Hashtag future of freedom. Hashtag shakeup. Will she continue down this road now as prime minister? On Wednesday, Ethereum's Bellatrix update went live, and developers celebrated the successful execution and declared full steam ahead for the merge's final execution layer upgrade, Paris, which Vitalik Buterin said on Tuesday that should be happening around September 13th to September 15th. However, not everything was rosy after everybody took a step back and looked at it. Adams Cochran tweeted, big spike in missed block rate after the Bellatrix update. Hopefully we can get this debug before the merge. We really don't want to be seeing unexpected issues this late in the game. So what is a missed block rate? Well, missed block rate is the frequency in which the network fails to verify a block of transactions slated for validation. Typically, this happens about to 0.5% of all blocks slated for validation, and they don't get validated on the first try. However, when Bellatrix went live, 9% of all blocks experienced the issue. The issue seems to be that node operators haven't updated their software yet. And it looks as though that 25.2% of Ethereum's nodes still have to upgrade their software. An Ethereum core developer said, I think the biggest issue we have right now is that we need to educate the users. And finally on Wednesday, we heard from Beijing-based Bitcoin mining pool that's responsible for 10% of the overall Bitcoin's network hash rate. What'd they say? Well, they announced a freeze on user withdrawals. This pool is called Poolin. Very, very original name. And they said, to compensate you for not getting your Bitcoin or Ethereum out of the pool, and since we're not going to let you, we're going to introduce a zero-fee offer to all its Bitcoin and Ethereum miners. The offer lasts from September 8th to December 7th for normal users, but can be extended for a year for clients holding over a Bitcoin or 5F. And warning, danger, this is a red flag. Whoever's using that pool, you, you, you got to figure a way to get your, get your crypto out. Yesterday, or Thursday, we heard from Vermont state officials, and they've asked for broader powers to investigate Celsius, alleging that the troubled cryptocurrency exchange artificially inflated the price of its sell token at the expense of retail investors going back over three years. They said, by increasing its net position in sell by hundreds of millions of dollars, Celsius increased and propped up the market price of sell, therefore artificially inflating the company's sell holdings on its balance sheet and financial statements. They continue to say, excluding the company's net position in sell, liabilities would have exceeded its assets since at least February 28th of 2019. According to these officials, Celsius CEO Alice Mashinsky made false and misleading claims to investors about the company's financial health, profitability, and ability to meet its obligations. 
Celsius allegedly admitted that the company have never earned enough revenue to support the high yield being paid back to investors, effectively qualifying it as a Ponzi scheme. And now moving into today's news. FTX Ventures is once again making moves in the market, this time reportedly buying Anthony Scaramucci's Skybridge Capital, or at least 30% of it. Skybridge Capital will reportedly be using $40 million from the fresh funding round to invest and hold cryptocurrencies on the firm's balance sheet. The move comes after Skybridge pausing investor redemptions in July on one of its funds with exposure to Bitcoin and Ethereum. A Skybridge representative told Decrypt at the time, the suspension is driven largely by a liquidity mismatch resulting from late-stage private investments in the fund. Skybridge funds do not have leverage. There is zero risk of any asset liquidation. A Florida man pleaded guilty in federal court on Thursday for participating in a cryptocurrency-based Ponzi scheme that defrauded investors of approximately $100 million, said the DOJ. This person was the head trader of Empire's X, a cryptocurrency investment platform that promised investors daily profits of 1% thanks to the combined abilities of a state-of-the-art trading bot, as well as the head trader's trading ability. In reality, the trading bot never existed. So this head trader, along with Empire X's co-founders, they took the majority of investors' funds and leased Lamborghinis, bought items from Tiffany's, and bought houses. Sky Mavis announced that it reached an agreement with Google Cloud, and it'll see this cloud computing division run a validator node for Ronin. That means that Google Cloud will help secure the sidechain network that processes transactions. Um... You're running nodes on Google Cloud? <laughs> we are very, very, very missing the point of all of this, aren't we? Queen E is an Ethereum-based NFT project, and it's holding its final Gen 1 artwork auction following the death of England's Queen Elizabeth II. Get it? Queen E? Queen Elizabeth? Get it? Okay. Anyway, the project launched on July, and it released a total of 73 pieces of artwork. This is the last one to be sold. So far... It's auctioning for 0.5F. In a Thursday report mandated by President Biden in executive order in March, the White House of Science and Technology Policy said crypto miners should reduce greenhouse gas emissions with the help from the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, and the DOE, the Department of Energy, as well as other federal agencies. But the White House also went as far to say that if the measures to make mining greener didn't work, energy-intensive crypto mining, namely Bitcoin, could be banned altogether. The report said, should these measures prove ineffective at reducing impacts, the administration should explore executive actions and Congress might consider legislation to limit or eliminate the use of high-energy intensity consensus mechanisms for crypto asset mining. Some experts, including prominent Bitcoiner and head of growth market at Kraken, Dan Held, said that once Ethereum's upgrades are complete, Bitcoin's high-energy consumption will be in the spotlight even more. And finally on Friday, Gary Gensler said he supports handing the CFTC the power to oversee and regulate crypto non-security tokens and related intermediaries. And if you look at the headline of this, you would think that Gary Gensler supports the CFTC having oversight of Bitcoin. However, if you read it like me, regulate non-security crypto tokens is what it says, and there are some questions and red flags there. Jake Travinsky seems to agree. This isn't what the article says, referring to Ginzer supports the CFTC having oversight of Bitcoin and Ether. It claims that 
Chair Ginsler supports the CFTC regulation of cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin and quotes him referring to crypto non-security tokens. There is no mention of F except in the reference to the DCCPA, a bill that he hasn't supported. He continued to say, I don't read this article as him given even an inch. And I don't read it that way as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. That was our week in review. I hope you had a great week. We ended on a high note, $21,000 Bitcoin. Are we going back up to $69,000? See what happens. So you have a little bit of positive and now everybody's going to FOMO into it. I'm FOMOing already. I should have BTFD'd. Anyway, I'll see you. Anyway, I'll see you on Monday. And until then, happy hodling, everyone.